We are back. You're watching the brothers of Legacy. We don't stand out. We stand up. Boom. All right. Welcome again, again, again to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. Hey, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning Mama. Lisa. Thank you guys for being here. I'm going to just say this because I, I see it. So um, before we get into this, and we talk about evolution, right? And this is a quick segue with Brothers of Legacy. When Brothers of Legacy started off, we started off on one platform, Periscope. I know if you guys remember, it's just another live platform. <laughs> Nothing special, another live platform. Um, but they were around before. Actually, Facebook had live. Facebook didn't have a live yet. Um, and we used to do a thing called Pass the Cat. So I would do something. We would, I'll throw a topic out there. I'll start it. Pass would, would do the next one, do another live. And then, then um, Terry was on. He would do another one. And we had someone else. And it just would pass. We'd do that. Um, and I, that's what our mornings were. And it was probably about maybe, you know, we'd do like 10 minutes, I think. Like a good 10 minutes. Um, I wish she was real good. It was getting good. We're like, no, no, keep going. This is good. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't stop. You know? <laughs> so, um, and we would do that. And then I was like, yo, we need to try to come together like once in a while, like once a week or something. But then I was like, I think we could do this every day. And everyone's like, every day no <laughs> we can't get on here every every morning no and and i t- and i'm saying all that to say um i'm ready to create a truly live event space meaning us on a stage somewhere chopping it up one on one contact even with an audience so i'm just throwing it out there you know and even people are like nah we can make it happen. I made this happen. We come on here every day, Monday through Friday. And it's funny. I never really think about it. I'm like, yeah, I do a podcast every day, Monday through Friday. What? Every day? Because <laughs> as a, every day? Like, every day. <laughs> like, um, it's, right. Uh, see, Lisa was rocking with us. You remember those days. Um, good morning, Aunt Sam. Good morning. And so we can definitely do it. I just want to throw that out there. We're talking about evolution, talking about growth, um, some great things happening. Uh oh, okay. Sorry, wife hit me up, so I just got to pause there for a second. What up there, aka gentlemen? gentlemen how y'all? How goes it? Digital underground. What's up, brother? Uh, oh, I can't call it. Man. I can't call it. Rest in sunshine. Oh, so let's see. Oh, okay. Mom, of course, that me too. Awesome. All right, so getting into topic. So, uh, creating a path to change. Um, past the well. Pastor, you want to kind of recap real quick, and then we can kind of get back into it. Oh, I can jump well, in recap your recap. Good morning, everybody. All right. So yesterday we were talking about, is it where you're from or your environment, your current environment? And so I brought up the, the topic. I brought up this term because uh, Matt Genius, I call Doc, Dr. Genius. Right, right. <laughs> All right was going down this path and he was giving us these, these terms and it, and it triggered something in my head. Cause I had found this word. Um, and I, I brought the word up yesterday, uh, ep, uh, epigenetics. Yes. And the, the conversation was around what is naturally passed down through the gene pool. It's in your family, your familial DNA right. versus 
what is part of your external environment that you grow up in. So the, 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 mm-hmm. the conversation was around nature versus nurture and nature had to deal with the things that are naturally handed off to you from your parents, your grandparents. You know, you got eyes like your dad, nose like your father, ears like your mom or whatever the case might be. Notice I said ears because I have really tiny ears and I get them <laughs> from my mother. Uh, and so this 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 word that I came up with started talking about uh, the changes that don't in uh, uh, phenotype changes, because Matt was talking about phenotype versus, uh, I think, uh, genotype and what and I'm trying to get my head together going back to this, what. Epigenetics is is changes that don't have that don't come from alterations in the DNA sequence, but they impact your DNA. That's epigenetics. So is there an external impact to your genetic makeup? Uh And I use the example of dexterity. Right. Hand-eye coordination because of playing games, electronics, and all of that from like the Game Boy through today because now our fingers move a lot faster. We have much better coordination. We have evolved as a human race because of electronics. Right, right. And so the my, my question or my statement was I felt like that was that has become nature versus right. nurture. Right. And so the argument was no, that's nurture because it's your environment. Uh, and that's why I brought up the word epigenetics, because it right. is, comes from an external source, but it does impact us forever. We will never be the same type of human beings that we were in the 60s and 70s in mm. terms of hand-eye coordination and dexterity. True. Okay. Yeah, indeed. Um, and we it definitely that that's a you're good, right? Definitely. That's a, that's a that uh, makes sense. That does. Okay. And. So it's 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 an I guess like I said before, kind of like an evolution or a growth based on environment. Um and you know, we talk about and you spoke about like genes, but is it is it really internal or it's just a growth as of as humans, you know. Yeah. Um and because Thomas jumped in and was speaking about um started speaking about uh like sports and how now like you said was i think the four four you know running right. the four minute mile was minute a standard mile. And right then the, the 10 second 100 yard dash used to be a standard now they're getting crushed and right. um, you know how how we evolve and we, up, we you know i'm thinking like through DNA through whatever. When you're talking epigenetics, I mean, you're talking yeah. something really in depth about environmental, you know, causes. But I, I think yeah. that you know, there's this adaptation that humans have that allow us to to move into a new space or to new levels. And right. um, you know, it's funny we're talking about more athletic and and everything else. Like the NBA is way more athletic now, but so much more soft. Right, NFL. <laughs> <laughs> that that can be the negative effect, right? So, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, we see that we see that that growth, and like you said, with the um, we talked about games and gaming, and um, passes like you know from Game Boy, like you know the first games, and if you think about how fast Tetris moved, 
<laughs> compared to some of the games now on your phone. And it our, our dexterity has improved. And to me, I always th- thought about in relation to like our speed limit, you know, on the highways, you know, how, um, you know, they were like 45 and 55. And now some, some highways get as high as 70. And I think there's some spaces as high as 80, um, you know, and, and I think that's, that could be to our um, improvement. Okay. He said, gotta go. Um, So with that being said, like, is there, is there, a bad to our growth you know is there a wrong to to our development and how we become better you understand what i'm saying like always know there's a too much of anything is never a good thing right too much water <laughs> can be you know bad for your system but you know like is it is it could we be going in the wrong direction you know in our growth and our technology and uh, the nature versus nurture <clears throat> Um, space and and you two can even like do you see it or do you feel like we're going in the right oh, way you know man, i mean uh, i'm i'm of the impression that it's more learned behavior than genetics you know what right. i'm saying i don't i don't I, I never looked up the definition of epigenetics you know what i'm saying so i could tell you what that means i'm just going by what i was uh, what i was told <laughs> but as far as Game Boy yeah. and, and changing your changing your DNA, I don't believe that. You know what I'm saying? I believe that your behavior, I mean, your the the better you get is from learned behavior. I, I mean, you. if you go all the way back to Neanderthals when they created the wheel, right? They created the wheel. They learned how, to, and then they taught their kids how to use the wheel. Right. So it, it, when you when you think about the Game Boy and dexterity, yes. I think it started off with maybe Atari. You got good at it. You taught a friend. As the technology got better, you learned the technology. It right. ain't that your DNA changed. You just learned what was in front of you at the time. You okay. know what I'm saying? So it got better. If okay. that, so I, I don't think your hand-eye coordination got better because PlayStation 5 came out. I don't play PlayStation 5. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think it's learned behavior. Now, if I did play it every day, right. then my dexterity or my hand-eye coordination will get better because I'm practicing my hand-eye coordination daily. Right. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's practice and learned behavior that makes, for me now, I, I can't I speak to no idea. I got you. But I got you. It, it's that for me that makes my hand eye coordination get better right. by practicing. Because I was a gamer since right. I was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't stop playing games until I was in my 30s, my my, my late 30s. My right. Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, but 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 that's just my opinion, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I just I think agree as with technology grows and gets better. You yeah. learn the technology, which makes yeah. you better. It's not that. So if if if, if I have some offspring mm-hmm. and they go somewhere that's totally isolated, right? Yeah, you know, they hand out dexterity. Gonna be, is it gonna be better if you out there? Can can you shoot this boy in a barrel? Because I played video games when I was little. You okay, know, you feel what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's a good. That, listen, that's good. That's a good comparison. What you about to say, Thomas? 
No, I, I didn't. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. I thought you were. No, go ahead, bro, go ahead. You know, when when you start thinking about it, you, you mentioned one thing. You pass certain things down. Yes. You either pass it down through through teaching exposure, yes. um, but I I kind of have a feeling like DNA does play a part in it. You think about okay. um, I've been around people, lots of people who have never been around their biological dad or you know biological parents right and you look at them they're like man you just like your daddy and mm -hmm. they don't even know their daddy right and you you talk about you know adopted children being just like their bio children i mean uh, families right. and they've never been around them they have this mm -hmm. dna sequence with, that's within them that automatically allows them to kind of understand a little bit better. That's that's my opinion. I mean, I've done some research on it and it's there, but I mean, the eye test tells me that that's true. You think about uh, LeBron James and his son, Bronny, right? You know, the, yeah. the, you get the NBA players now that we see have NBA sons in the league or, or in college, it's because there's a certain, they have the ability you know, I, no matter what, you can have someone who's uh, five, six, uh, a man who's five, six, and he passes on that gene to his son. His son probably is not going to be an NBA star unless he's Spud Webb or somebody. Right. So oh, yeah. we, we can I'll, I'll see that, that we have we have the ability through genetics to pass on certain things. Right. right. But we also have that learned behavior. We also have the exposure. Kids today are exposed so much to so much more that they're go. able to pick up things sooner. Right. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because we, we could think about the times when we were younger and adults were talking in the room. They'd be like, "Get you know, stay out of grown folks' business. Go somewhere. Right, right, right. right. Now, go. grown folks' business is everywhere and kids just know <laughs> grown folks' business. They, you <laughs> know, you can send them out the room and they're still aware of what's going on because right. grown folks' business is everywhere. Yes. And so um, there's this this ability to to really be exposed to things and kids are picking up things a, a lot sooner. And so I think that plays a part into it also. That's good. That's good. I agree yeah. with that 100 percent, brother. Like I said, when you made the comparison to LeBron James and you just like your daddy, I, I, I'm thinking that's more of a like a natural DNA uh, uh, uh passed down right you know what i'm saying like that's that's just natural right uh, you can jump out the gym that's because your daddy jumped out the gym you know what i'm saying <laughs> you, you, right. you 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 got that you got that the neck to play basketball or baseball or football right because your daddy did that you know your daddy was a star uh, right. you you followed his footsteps you 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 got that right but other other behavior that's external like you said learned behavior i think that is not DNA related because you know what I'm saying there's certain things that you learn because of the technology. Right, but I do have to agree with you. You know, it's certain things that you do as a parent. Because like I say, I got my mama genes right when it comes to my temper, but I got my daddy uh uh tongue when it comes to game talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My daddy, my daddy was soft. But he could talk his way out of the fight, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but my mama was hard because she was already by putting them hands on me. You know what I mean? That's funny. That's funny. Oh. You know, there, there's this environmental uh, teaching also that goes on because if you think about a lot of the environmental stuff that we're exposed to, because 
my grandparents and what they did, that's not what my dad did. My dad did something different. What my right. dad did and my parents did is not what right. I did. You know, none of my my parents went to prison. None of my, you know, no one was thinking about selling drugs. It was the exposure of the environment that I was in. You know, right. there's, there's right. you do what you're exposed to a lot of times and right. what you yeah, gravitate man. to, what, you know, whatever strokes your ego at the moment. And wow. a lot of times we have to recognize that as, as people, we have different, different ideas. You know, sometimes we want to follow what people do. Like Jeff is talking about three generations of automobile business. We want to follow sometimes. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes the way the information is passed on is like, I ain't trying to be like my dad no more. You know, we've talked about, you know, the, the way discipline used to be handed down before. Sometimes that pushes away from wanting to be anything like our, our family or whatever. So, we also have to, to look at the environmental issues. And I'm just going to throw something out there. We think about the way community used to be, you know, in the 60s yeah. and 70s, Black community yeah. used to be. It was it was a point where community almost felt like, you know, there's, there's this unspoken rule that we raise all our kids together, you know. Right. And now it's like, come, somebody come get you a little knucklehead, hard-headed kid, you know. <laughs> Right. Or we're talking about there's no there's no responsibility or or anything to really be community now, and so that also influences the way we we are when it comes to having to the need to even change. You know? Right. Right. You know? I, I okay. So let me ask, and this is both you guys because my wife and I have been kind of talking about this last two days. Um, when it comes to that that level of community, right? Like, how do we get, can we get back to a um, community, you know, where families are, are helping each other raise their children, you know, because um, I, because I get like this one, one part of it because of the level of abuse, you know, like the, the sexual abuse and the, the secrets that we've all either know someone or has experienced, you know, that. I think really has shattered our community where, you know, you, it's hard to even like, yeah, that's, that's uncle, but you know, you need to be careful, you know, like where can we get back into that level of trust? Can we open our doors again, you know, to other people, other, other families and connect where even just in a neighborhood, like we can trust, you know, I can trust Mr. Johnson, you know, if my daughter is is walking by to you know to to correct or to encourage or to just to think of her as his own child you know like to be decent you know like right. you know because I, I mean because I'm gonna keep it 100 like right now like especially with my daughter like I'm I'm super protective with like everything like even her to the bus that's over there that I can probably see I get out there if I'm not out there my son's out there you know when we at a restaurant. I'm bathroom checking, like Kim going to the bathroom. Where's that? Okay, it's around that corner. AJ go with her, you know. And she's she's old enough to go by, but it's just thoughts like I don't want something to happen, <laughs> you know, like you know, just slipping, it just a, a few seconds. But is it possible that we can get back to trusting our community? Because I I feel like we've lost the trust in our community. Like I can't, like I don't really trust you like that. Like, is it is 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 it me though? Like Kaneem, do you feel no, like trust is lost? 
It, it ain't you, bro. I mean, that, my own personal opinion, it won't happen. It, uh, you say it's impossible. <laughs> Anything's possible. You know what I'm saying? But is it going to happen? More than likely, no, nah, it's not going to happen. And, and, and the reason I say that is because things have changed so much over the last 30, 40 years. You know, it, most of the time, well, back in the day, uh, all, the black community was concentrating. So right. we had to stick together. It was good. It was like, it was like it, it was best for us to stick together and watch over our right. kids and watch over our right. family. But now that everybody's so spread out in diverse uh communities and right. stuff like that, and and now that you know economically a lot of black folks can stay wherever they want. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So right. it's just it, it that's why when you say can we get back to watching over each other, you might can do that if you're on your street. And you would have to go door to door on your street, whether they black, and develop, and Hispanic, develop relationships, and Latino, uh, Asian. I mean, but you would have to go door to door and introduce right. yourself to everybody on your street and let them know that that's what you're trying to do. And if they look at you stupid, then they look at you stupid. But you put forth the effort, right, to let right. them know that you want to be in this community and you wanted to be a, a tight knit community. Right. But as far as the black community, right. I don't I mean, know. I mean, like I said, well, anything's possible, but do I think it's gonna happen? No, I don't think so. Yep. Back in the day, we used to have this collective mindset, also. So if, if you're gonna raise my children, I know you're not gonna do more than I would actually do. Now you don't know how people are gonna talk to your children and how they're gonna be. Because they talk to what their crazy. Teach them, I talk to mine crazy. You know, I'm gonna talk to yours. That crazy. on top of everything, AD was just talking about, you know, the the fear of how people will you know, be with your children, the perverseness right. and all the other stuff that we see. We, we've been exposed to so much information. It has transformed the way we think about, you know, community yeah. and connection. Right. So we can talk about video games and how much the dexterity has changed. But what about the collective mindset and how much yeah. has changed because of the exposure to information? Right. And so going, getting back to, to that, maybe it doesn't look the same. It probably never will look the same the way it used to look. But there are families that you will trust. There are people that you will trust. And there are people that you'll come together and build community get together with. It's right. just not going to look the same. And, and you know, I don't have daughters, but I have sons. And I still feel the same way about my sons. It's like, right. you know, I, I still am trying to build them up to be a certain type of man. Right. But while the world is still trying to get them to just be little boys and, right. and, you know, just kind of drift through life and right. and thinking that if I just show up, I'm good. And we don't want consolation prizes. We want to be able to do things with excellence. But, you know, every time they play a sport, they get a trophy. Right. That's, that's a problem. That's, <laughs> that's nice. a problem. Not you need to lose, you need to cry, you need to feel that. You don't get a badge just for participating. Right. You, know, you, you, you gotta go out there and put forth some effort. You know, yeah. uh, my 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 granddad uh, always said second place is the first place loser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just what he always said, man. I mean, I, I didn't get it. Yes. But then as I got to be an older teenager, you know what I'm saying? Right. Then I'm like, yeah, I gotta I gotta strive to be number one. Right. At right. everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Even if I didn't make it, right. I put forth the effort. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Knowing how to lose. 
That's something right. a lot of people don't know how to do. I mean, you strive for number one, but you're not going to make it every time. Right. It doesn't no. mean you just fall out, break down, quit, yeah. give up. Right. Um, right. It's a whole different level of, of young person this, these days. We used to have fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's my kids play summer basketball. And I mean, the first game they about they lost and right. literally felt like their life was over crying and falling out. And I'm like, it's the first game. It's, first game. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so Joe said, we can't really make a blanket statement because as things have always been, we as parents need to use discretion. Indeed. Um, I think so. As all things, we have oh, we use discretion who we give our trust to. True. Um, it's, it's, me and this cup is fighting today. Um, so, so um, when it comes to like the community and building each other up, like I'm, I'm not really, I'm not too stuck on like the black community too much. And what I mean, like even because I got a mix of neighbors in my on my on my block. Um, but I think just getting back to you know just watching after each other, like you said, that collective mindset of, of community. Um, how can we, you know, just getting back to that, you know, like with us here and um, like we have purposeful forever where we have the couples and we try to text and, and look after them. we're going through something, you know, we try to text and look after, um, you know, and, and trust me, we was <laughs> struggling with my son. I, we put him out there like, yeah, we need some help. <laughs> like whatever y'all got, whatever you got in your arsenal, you know, we need some help. And, and you know, the couples and everybody kind of came through with what they knew or who they knew, you know, uh, to to assist. And I think that's that's huge. That's huge. Um, so I, I'm very optimistic because of the community, you know, I was able to be a part of establish and things of that nature. Um, but it's, you know, how do we expand on it? How do we get to a space where. I'm open to more trust you first before I distrust you, you know, and is that healthy? Like is you know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm like in between. I won't say I can give out that trust, you know, first. It just depends. You know, how you see somebody like, ah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like they kind of got to earn it first. <laughs> but some folks you like, yeah, they seem, they seem solid, you know, um, and both could be the opposite. The one I'm giving the side eye might be cool, cool as a breeze, and the other one is like janky <laughs> and just ready to get me. Um, but how do you know is is opening yourself up for trust first a healthy thing? Like in you guys' opinions, you know, based on your studies, Thomas, you know, like should we be more trusting in nature, or do you feel like we should be more cautious in nature? You know, like should we be more open, should we be more closed? Um, cause I feel like the community thing helps tremendously, you know, cause if me and Kaneem is constantly talking about everything, asking for help is a lot easier, you know, like, Hey, you know, in real life, Hey, Kaneem, I know we're chatting about such as, and, and Trump not going to jail, but I got a question. I need help with such and such. Oh, you know, it's easier when you constantly, for me, I know. I don't know about anybody else, but for me, if I have constant contact, it's easier to, to reach out as opposed to like me and Kaneem ain't talked for three months. We we still cool, 
we just haven't talked in a while. And now I'm like, hey, I need some help with such and such, you know. Um, so and I threw a lot out there. But what's your opinion about about that and connections and, and both you guys? Yeah, you did throw a lot out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like the trust? Let me do this. Do you feel like the trust is first, or are you more cautious before you put the trust out there? Let's throw that first question out there. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It, it just depends, man. I got a good intuition. You know okay. what I'm saying? I go with my gut. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. kind of because I, I've seen, I've, I've been a victim, right, and I've been a witness. <laughs> Right. To some crazy mistrustful situations. You know what I'm saying? I had a buddy, uh, he went and uh he trying to help his chick on the side of the road. He pulled over, he trying to change her tie, uh, and three cats come out the woods, rob him, take his car. And he trying to be a good Samaritan, you know what I mean? Right. So right. it's just it's just you you, you just gotta be like I said, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? It's I like it. I use my gut. I use my intuition. So I've been a, been a victim and I've been a witness. I got, but before you answer that, Thomas, and you, if you pause on that, like if I if someone told me that now, anybody on the side of the road, I'm less likely to stop for. <laughs> I'm just, can we keep it real? Because <laughs> like, now it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, like hey. thinking, well, it's not raining, it's not cold. You'll be all right. Your person will be in. <laughs> You start justifying like you good. I'm gonna just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, AD, on that because you know, and, and I mean the evolution of things. I used to be the kind like I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna help you. You know, I remember one time there was this lady. She was walking down the street. She had the stroller. She's like, "Me and my baby were hungry. Can you give me some money?" I whipped out some money. It's like here. Uh, and rolled out. I was like, you know, get you something to eat, blah, blah, okay. blah. I walked around, seeing her, asked for money again, looked in the stroller, won nothing in the stroller, but. <laughs> <laughs> stroller <laughs> Right. So um, I think it depends on the situation, whether you give trust to people. Yeah. Um, you, you can't just trust everybody with everything. But for the most part, when I meet somebody, I'm not looking at them sideways. Right. I'm not looking at them as if you're an enemy. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, even like, and I'll use church as an example, where people walk, you walk in, the first thing you see in, about somebody is their sin, right? right? You see them looking a certain kind of way and you start judging them based upon right. that. And you never yes. get a chance to say, yes. hey, yeah. who are you? How you doing? My name is such and such. You just right. base, base it upon what they look like, right? Right. And so I've gotten away from that where what you look like really doesn't matter to me. What you're going through really doesn't matter to me. Um, What you're going to give to me afterwards will matter. So I'm going to give you the trust up front. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to engage you as a person. And you'll show me how I need to, you know, be. I think I typed this in the other day. Like, I trust everybody up front. You know, and then eventually you trust, you know, I still trust you. You either show me that I can trust you to be good with something or trust you to be bad with something. I can trust you to do me right or trust you to do me wrong. Right, right. right. Or the other, I'm still trusting you, right? Right. I'm trusting what you're giving me. You know, we we talk a lot of times about how people, you know, when they show you who you are, who they are, believe them, right? Right. And that's that's a part of trusting. You got to believe something to trust. And and a lot of times we 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 
if we withhold trust, in my opinion, if we withhold trust, then we be we have these walls up where it's hard for people to even get to you. And so when you do um, finally need somebody or need to connect with somebody, there's no connection because you've you've had these walls up the whole time. And so, um, in, in my personal experience, I've had I had to learn to trust people because growing up the the narrative was trust no one right. and um right. you know right. if we want right. to narrow it down when it came to females trust no b you know right. and that's the way it that's what i was ingrained in, in my mind and like the lack of trust of people always kept me in this box it kept me from learning new things from people helping me <clears throat> from people helping me to to be exposed to new, new things and so uh so trust is is an important thing, but at the same time, trust with your eyes open. Don't trust with your eye, blindly. You know, trust mm-hmm. with your eyes open. Right. Um, and one last thing I'll say: there's a, a a friend of mine, and he helped me with a lot of different things. But he was kind of, you know, he asked me for some money, and he was kind of acting a certain kind of way. And mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, you need some money. I'm gonna help you out because you've always looked out for me. Okay. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I'll give this back to you, such and such. I gave him the money, didn't hear hear from him. Now, mm-hmm. not a big deal because it only cost me that amount of money <laughs> to make sure that, you know, I don't get harmed anymore. You know, yeah. he could have probably got more from me if he would have right. kept doing certain things. But the reality is in life, we're going to get hurt. A life, we're going to make bad decisions. It's going to happen. But who, are we, who do we want to be? Do we want to be trustworthy and trusting of people or do we want to be standoffish and creating walls uh, around everybody? And that, again, that's depends on the circumstances. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I agree. With, I would agree with that, brother. When you, when you put it in that context, trusting from the get go, from the outset, trusting that you're going to do me good, trust that you're going to do me bad. I feel you on that one percent. Yeah. So I had to retract my statement from yesterday, Thomas. Yeah, I agree with you, brother. <laughs> retract the statements. All right. Oh, <laughs> um, listen, and and I think one of you guys, I get probably Thomas mentioned, like even social media has a way of of corrupting our trust. You know, like right now, I can't trust DoorDash. Uh, Uber Eats, any of those companies, not not near one of them because oh. I've, seen, I've seen too many videos. Man. I've seen I got a story. Go ahead. Oh, now the, see, now you're gonna tell me a story. Now you're gonna solidify my distrust. Thanks, man. I, man. Oh. <laughs> see, and I can't. Is that I keep hearing about? I keep seeing stuff. I'm done. I'm done. Man, man. I, I went to okay, Jeff. You about to get a story? You're gonna get why? Go ahead, Kaneem. Go ahead, share your story. I, I went to uh, right. This was I was a witness, so it, but I went to McDonald's, right? Okay, bro. Got to the got to the window. Okay, and the lady was fixing the drinks, right? Okay, the lady licked two or three of her fingers. I'm looking at the lady in the window. She licked two or three of. I goes and put the top back on there and was about to give it to me. And then she she knew I saw her. We had locked eyes while her fingers was in her mouth. You feel me? We locked eyes, man. <laughs> so when she opened the window, <laughs> when she opened the window, I say, 
you know you're wrong, right? <laughs> she said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, man, <laughs> go wash your hands. <laughs> right. Because I'm not going to take that. Let you go. <laughs> hey, she sent out another person to come out and give me my food. I'm like, right. man, come on now, lady. I'm like, come on. Go wash your hands. You need to get a grip. <laughs> no, nah, you don't lick your hands right there while you were. Hey, hey, yeah, I'm talking about it was like two or three hands. Like it was tasting good too. Right? <laughs> she had a little salt on there. Come on, no. And when we locked eyes, she knew it was it was a wrap when we locked eyes. <sighs> okay. Okay. But anyway, it just came across my mind when you said who oh, eats okay. and don't say yeah, like I said, I just been seeing like a lot of bad videos, you know, folks eating out of it or you know, and I don't even know how much is actually true. You know, some people just like to do it for likes, you know, because I'm sure some of it was just, just made up or fake or someone ate half of it and they showed it, you know. But I, I just thought they I thought they I've done that before. Not they they closed the bags, the packages and put tape on them. So you could tell if somebody has been ruffling with your stuff, messing around with your stuff. Yeah, some of them. It's but, just peeling. I but have you ever I, like messed with an envelope and just slowly peel something off? <laughs> no, nah, I'm talking about adhesive that if you peel it, it's gonna rip. It's gonna tear the plastic. I'm just, but you know, yeah, this no, this is just that social social media influence also because it ain't it like food ain't been dropped on the floor before and picked Thank up you. and served to you. Right. Um, I worked at McDonald's right. before, so I'm not even going to say what I used to do. You know, I, 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 I got a little cousin that worked fast food back in the day, and he and their stories were just like horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Yeah, it's it's horrible, man. I, mean, I know what happens. This is horrible. I remember years, many years ago working at McDonald's, and I used to get so frustrated when people didn't treat the food right. Right. You know, I hated that stuff. It was a pet peeve of mine. Man, get man, move, get out of the way, get get go wash your hands, sweep that up. The floor yeah. is too grease. I mean, that stuff was and like you're young, but like when I I, I guess for me, I, my mom did not play in the kitchen right. at right. all. She did not cut corners, and so right. the, the area had to be clean. So I get frustrated with that kind of stuff. It's a pet peeve of mine today. I can't yeah. stand a nasty kitchen. I can't stand people who have raw poultry. Oh. On a cutting board, right? And you take the poultry off the cutting board and then put vegetables on it, but don't wash the cutting board. Ooh, yeah, mm. it's not a good, not a good look. Oh, this is all right. Right, he <laughs> just said, put them ink exploders on the bag. Who <laughs> shows up with purple <laughs> ink all over his face and shirt? That'll be epic. That'll be epic. That's a little bit extreme, that Jeff. I'm messing up yeah. my food. Yeah. Jeff, then, and then I will buy Uber Eats and DoorDash. Then, so you get that going, Jeff. Get that going. Oh, but yeah, but it, but it's real. Like the the, you know, we talk about trusting each other and trusting our community, um, and really being able to have a community like, you know, back in the day, and you know, way back, (laughs) you know, you move into a neighborhood, you know, neighbors is coming out. Who that is? that over there you know and they're waving you know looking you got you know you got you got Kadeem doing the side eye let me look they look like they straight they don't look like they don't, you know I ain't got to worry about my TV getting stolen you know mysteriously disappearing you know I've been got I have been got yeah man I've, I've been in my neighborhood almost 12 years man 
And I still do the same way to my neighbors when I first moved in the first day. And don't get me wrong, I know some of their names, but I ain't never been in their house. They ain't never been in my house. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's it's just how it is in, in, in my little neighborhood. You know right, what I'm right. saying? I got so it. My little neck of the woods, but I'm it. comfortable with that. You know, I, I mean, but I got a quiet neighborhood. It's, I mean, like if you listen now, yeah, <laughs> it's like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like that all the mine time. Too. Mine too. Thank God. Mine too. Um, I, I think everybody gets. You know, this is what I used to say to my children in school. You know, when it came to homework and grades and all that, I said, you know, day one, everybody has an A. It's up to right. you to keep it. Yeah, and that's how I am with people. You know, it, I'm, I'm going to start with trust, and it's up to you to keep it. That's how I look at it. And Lord Ain't knows, I have, I have been got several times <laughs> living like that, but it just comes with the territory. I get it. Oh, I get yeah. it. Um, but you know, I, I that's my the main focus of the, the conversation. Just our change, our evolution. And I know we kind of went into the, the community and the trust um, and with the like digital age and us kind of being less physically connected. Like I was talking to my son a couple of days ago, like, son, you need to go to school, make some more friends, make some friends or someone like you don't really hang with anybody right now. And he said, I got friends I'm like where he said online. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but you don't know who these folks are. <laughs> You could be yeah. talking to six forty year olds, <laughs> dudes my age. You know, like you don't know who you're talking to. You know, so um, especially it, if you can't see them, right? But uh, but it come. But we think about the evolution, right? So back in the day, that would be six dudes around the around the block that we playing football with. You know, because he likes if he like to play outside. But now he's playing on a game. These folks come in the same space, and we they play together. You know, they play the chat, the talk jump. And it's kind of like where we're at in a sense. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah, you know, I don't like it, but it's where we at. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know. I, I, like I said, I used to be a gamer, man. And me and all my homeboys, we all had uh gaming consoles and we all was online and we all had headsets, but we all played with each other, so we was right. all probably trashed each other, right. but we knew each other. We would right, see right. Each other. You really knew them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like we would see each other. So, right. uh, but as, but as even kids, when you did you play with online, you kind of exposed to anybody. They could be anywhere. I mean, they ain't just got to be in the United States, right? You know what I'm saying? They could be in Canada, Mexico. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on 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 where they speak in English. You feel what right. I'm saying? So, it it, it is a different. A different type of uh, era, and, and you do have to be more conscious yes. about what your kids are, are listening to and being entertained by. Because I didn't hear now nah, this, and this through my wife because she worked with kids. Right, kids get lured out by the yeah. most minor of things. Right, you know what I'm saying, and it's mostly right. teenagers from 13 to 17. Them right. from 13 to 17. Yeah, my wife be telling me about some stories about. That, that that just blow your mind about how you can get lured out your house. Like you would actually leave your house in the middle of the night to go meet up with somebody that you ain't never seen before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you like a uh, 15 year old been missing for uh seven weeks. Right. right. How did, what does she do? Uh, nobody know none of her real friends that she's seen, none of her school friends know where she at. 
but she been talking to somebody online. Mm. And the conversation got her walking out the door at two in the morning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the white boy, hey, you get her to tell you some of them stories, man, it'll shock your soul. See, right there. Now I'm taking phones, electronics. Yeah. It's interesting though, he talks about playing video games online. You know, that that was a, a thing early 2000s, playing video games online, doing the thing. Right. You play with your friends, but you you play with other people around the world, but those right. aren't your friends. You never yeah. became friends with them. They're just people you play games with online, right? right? <laughs> Nowadays, because there's no human connection, it seems that you know, anyone that shows you a little attention here and yes. there or can give you some game we both like anime or yes. something like that and yeah. next thing you know we feel like there's this connection and uh you know i don't have to see you you don't have to see me or even relationships with kids i was uh teaching a class uh, a couple weeks ago and we we're talking about dating and a little girl said hey i i've never had been on a date and she's like in her 20s Wow. I'm like, oh, wow. how how you've never been on a date? She's like, well, you know, we we just hook up or we we hang out or we do stuff, but it's not a date. We don't go on dates. No one's ever just picked me up and took me out, and that's just the way it is. And I was like, it didn't really? register to me, right? Exactly the same look <laughs> that everybody has, right? <laughs> right. You're like, what? We're old. Um, you know, the path to change is don't get old. <laughs> yeah. but the wow. Reality is, yeah. wow. Things, uh, uh, Jeff, she looked really, she was a cute little girl. She's a little girl though. She's 20. And, uh, and, yeah, you know, I mean, but she, that's the way they do things. And, yeah. um, and the reality is sometimes when we think about the path to change and the, the different ways the world has evolved, uh, you know, it's not going to make sense to us. It's going to make sense to them. And so trying to get back to something that was good to us may not be good with the new generations coming up if the old generation can't, older generation can't do something about it. True. Right. True. Because they're not going to be able to understand the things that we love. Um, you know, we talk about how great the 80s were. Right. Or, yeah. or whatever era you were raising and how great it was. Like the right. 80s to me were amazing. Right. Um, except for crack, and then the reality is, you know, you, you have this this great time of things right. we used to do house parties. I mean, you go back to the 70s and house parties and music and different other things, the yeah, way you know people yeah. were vibing off one another, and then that right. things change. Right. But when things change, how are you going to get back to something when the new generations don't even understand what we're going through, what they've been through, right? The Being an entrepreneur is so much more appealing to people now than it was when we were growing up. When we were right. growing up is go to school, get good grades, get a good job, job you know, right. get education, all these right. other things, work for the, that uh, job the company. I was about to say the man for 40 years, but the company for however long. Right. And that's the way it was. Nowadays, people don't want to work for nobody for you know, a couple of weeks. And so <laughs> right. it's, it's right. a big difference in, in trying to create a path to change is I think we, a lot of times what, what we're missing is ownership. We don't own where we're at. We don't own the mess we're in. We don't own the things that we want to see different. Mm-hmm. What good. we do is we pass it on. We pass the buck and we we expect someone else to do it. Well, time continues to go on. And then younger people start picking up different 
ways of engaging life. And when they pick these different ways up of engaging life, we say, no, that's not good. We want you to go back to the way things were with us, but we haven't passed that on. We haven't owned our mess or owned the way we want to see things. And mm-hmm. and that's held against us in so many places, so many pockets uh, in, in our communities because people are frustrated. They hear all this talk from the older generations and they're saying, y'all the ones that messed this up. Right. And, and what we don't think about is Here's something we don't think about, the impact of teenage pregnancy, unwed teenage pregnancy, right? right? right. Uh, babies having babies, because that was another problem in the 80s, oh, yeah. Yeah. right? And, and so there's an entire generation where people were having children, they were unmarried, they were very young, right. and you had children raising children for the most part. Yeah. Well, what does that do to the level of maturity of a child when you're being raised by a mother who has who isn't even 20 years old? Right. Right. And, and there's no there's no father in the house because you're probably in the house still living with your parents or with your mother or whatever the case might be. And right. so now what's really happening is grandma's raising the grandchild right. and still raising the young adult. Right. 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 So what happens is the child has more respect and adoration for the grandparents right. than they do the parent. Right. right. So you lose right. connection. And yeah. then that child has a child. Yes. Right. And that vicious cycle. And then and then I haven't even talked about who planted the seed, the guy. Right. Where's he at? Right. Where is he? Right. And and what impact does he have? And, and the other thing that you said, Thomas, you talk about, you know, the young people who don't want to work for anybody for, for more than a couple of weeks. The reality is they've been told from birth, you can do anything that you put your mind to. And if I can do anything that I put my mind to, I don't have to work for you. I control my destiny. You can't set my salary. That's what it is. I'm going to just do my own thing. And so we have to look at it. And so I love what you're saying, man, because those are the dynamics that we have to consider as the elders when we're speaking into the lives of the younger generation. Right. Definitely. Well, you know, there is this aspect where you could, when you're a young person, probably do anything you put your mind to, but they're not willing to learn. They're right. thinking that they, the thinking and thought process they have is I can just do it and yeah. I can just show up and there it is. But when the teacher shows up to teach you, you don't want to learn. And that's a, that can be a bigger problem because, you know, as you get older, you still have this mindset that if I put my mind to it, I can do it. Um, if I think it, if I believe it, I can achieve it. If I blab it, I can grab it. If I name it, I can claim it, you know, whatever. And there's just all these different ways. And I teach this in, in my class, in my curriculum that I wrote is this aspect of you, you cannot just show up and think that you can, you can just get there. You can't, you can't just think that you, you can, if you believe it, it doesn't mean it's going to come true. What kind of work are you putting in? What kind of, um, you know, access to training and development do you have? What, what skills do you currently possess that says this is possible? Right. You know, as a as a young person, um, as a kid, like my boys, I still believe that they have, you know, many things in front of them that they can do. Right. But it's starting to dwindle down a little bit because they're getting older. Their mm. abilities are going to be locked in for a little bit and right. it's going to be tougher to go out and do other things like um, the things that they, you know, when they're younger, they love to sing. Now right. they're afraid to sing in front of people. Right. Because right. what are right. they going to think? Right. And so a lot of times we have to realize that how our kids and and people learn are important, but are we willing to spend the time to train and develop? But at the same time, are they willing willing to spend the time to listen and learn? 
That's yeah. huge. That, that's huge because, and that's another detriment with, with social media as, as many benefits that we have with the advances in technology, they see finished products every day and they don't see the grind. They have mm-hmm. the picture, but they don't have the before. They have the after. And right. so everybody thinks they can just jump out. Not everybody, but a lot of young people think they can just jump out and and, and be this superstar or be this whatever. It's funny. I was teaching a class uh, to some young people, some teenagers, and one young man, I, I started talking about careers. Well, what are you looking to do uh, when you get out of high school? Well, I want to be a marine biologist. I'm like, oh, wow. Right. What makes you want to? Oh, I just love the water. I love that. What do you say? Right. No, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> you don't swim yeah you know those are the questions i want to be a chef oh really what, what what's your favorite uh meal to prepare today well i don't really cook a lot now but that's what i want to do right you, you can't boil water today and you're talking about wanting to be a chef like yeah. if if this is your passion then why aren't you already engaged with it right why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you talking to people? And those, you know, those are the conversations that we, we have to have with, with young people so that they recognize there is a path to doing whatever you want to do. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like um, and, and you're right with the, the pathway, the picture and the pathway. I think it is. It's, but it's up to us to to lay that foundation in a sense, um, not really pound pile upon you know, this is what it's going to take to become, you know, because if, if you ever if you think about where you at now, if someone said, OK, to get to here, you know, if your older self came, you say, OK, to get to here, you're going to have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You know, if someone laid that laid your pathway like that, that would be that'll look daunting, that'll look long, that'll look tedious, you know. But I think if we if we settle in the space of encouraging, you know, and showing, you know, like, okay, well, first thing you need to kind of learn just this thing right here, you know, teach them the first step in the process. Because yeah. I, because I feel, because I've been, I've done it to my children, like, okay, if you want to do this, we got to do this, we got, all right, dad, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. So, and my son is getting into cooking because she, because my, my son watches my wife cook, you know, so yeah. now she have him cut this up put this in there and he made and he's made meals i think what was the last thing i think uh a couple of weeks ago maybe about a month ago my children made like sunday dinner you know and we had them prepare the menu we got the stuff and they kind of they pretty much did it on their own um but it's it's how do we get into a space to equipping them for the pathway you understand what i'm saying um because i because i'm with you because uh, Jeff said it. You said it, uh, Thomas. First, um, as you get older, options begin to fall off, you know, or it changes. Some things you like. I may not be able to play sports. Maybe I can be uh, <laughs> helping the locker room. <laughs> you know, like I can still be there. I can't listen. I'm a little bit older. I can't get on that field, but I can still be there. You know, maybe I could be a sportscaster. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't lose that space of being in it. I just can't do exactly what I want to do. 20 years ago, you know, right. like, you know, I can't run down that field. Um, so I think giving it right, right. Listen for the NFL, that'd be dope. <laughs> hey, can you, can, can anybody say Eric Spolstra? That high quality H2O. Right. right, right. Eric Spolstra, 
the uh, the head coach for the Miami Heat. Right. Okay. Started out in the film room. Exactly. See, See? but you never know where you're gonna end up. Um, yeah. and that and that what we also need to teach. You know, I want to get into music. Okay, where we at? You know, you don't know music. Let's maybe find your way to a studio. Find your way into the. You know, we gotta keep the creativity going. Um, mm-hmm. and because you get discouraged with the process, you can get discouraged with. I got to do this, you know, because I've when I was young, I used to say, hey, I want to I think it was an architect, you know, and oh, you got no math. You got no this. You got no that, you know, and I'm already wasn't happy about math, <laughs> you know, like and it wasn't my thing. Yourself. I am an architect. Right. Right. And math was my worst subject in school. Right. Worst. I hated math. And I get paid. Right. Handsomely. Right. right. So I will say you don't have to be great at math. <laughs> right, right, right. But you know, interesting thing about what you're saying is you know this now. For someone coming up, they don't yes. know it. They need to be yeah. able to hear from you that right. you really don't need to be great at math. You need to still be an architect, right? Yeah. What one of yeah, the things I, I, love, I love building things more than math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when we're growing up, we know we don't, we don't know typically what we want to do or why we want to yeah. do it. As we get older, we begin to narrow that down to what we want to do and why we want to do it, right? right. The problem is we don't understand the how. Right. And there you go. There's, there's people who don't come along to just say, here's how to do it. Like, we have this desire. We have this, you know, even for, for me when I'm, you know, things I'm doing. When I started this nonprofit organization, I had no clue. And I still am learning, right? right. There's a, there's, I'm gaining a clue every single day on what this is supposed to look like. But I knew what I wanted to do. I knew why I wanted to do it. I just didn't know how. I just created the vehicle to do it and learned on the way. Right. And I think a lot of times we we have to be able to engage that what and that why within our younger people so they can begin to understand how. Um, And then putting them around the people that can teach them how, because I knew I wanted to go to college, but the, the, you know, guidance counselors in high school, never took the time to teach me the how. They just told me what I needed to do, why I needed to do it. They never right. taught me how to do it. They assumed that I knew how. And a lot of times we can't make that assumption about people. Hmm. Connected the how. That's a, that's a that's a thought, connecting the how. Um, I had a coach teach me that once. <laughs> he got paid. He said, look, he said, you know what you want to do. You know why you want right. to do it. It's the how that you're missing. That's why I get paid. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, that's indeed. true. Oh, you want to appreciate it. So hopefully you guys got some nuggets out of this. If you have young children, young children, or children in your life, period. Um, Chirins. Connect, connect them to the how. Uh, that's exactly how. He said, that's true, Tom, the how is actually the hard part. Right, right. Try to walk through the how with some of your your children or connect somebody to somebody else that knows the how, you know, even if they can just get them started. Because a lot of times we we just need a a dose of inspiration, a dose of, okay, this is where the path starts, you know, Um, and the the task won't seem so so daunting, you know, because we know it takes a minute to get to certain spaces, but if we can enjoy the process, you know, that that's, that's a huge thing. All right. Um, any, any last things that anyone wants to share before we get out of here? 
I, I just wanted to share an appreciation for uh, Outliers, the book by Malcolm Gladwell. Right. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule, right? He taught, and, and, and I don't want to get too much into the detail, but the bottom line is when <clears throat> preparation meets opportunity, when you have put the time in and your preparation gets exposed, great things can happen. And so for young people, they don't think about the, the putting the time in it for not everybody, but I'm saying for some, when you talk about creating a path, you know, that, right. that, that path of preparation, uh, when it intersects with an opportunity, positive explosions happen. And so I think it's important that people begin to understand to your point, Thomas, about that. And I, that, that's a book that I think everybody should invest in, uh, outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, uh, because it talks about, you know, NBA championships, the average age of NBA champions, 29 years old. It talks about the retail industry. It talks about how people got to where they are. It talks about Microsoft. It talks about how they started in the garage. And it talks about when the opportunity presented itself, they had already put in the time. It talked about the Beatles, how they were, you know, they were a, a preparation band. They, they went on or the, what, what is it called? The, the, uh, the front what is it called when you the people that come out before the superstars come out, the band that comes out and plays? Oh, um, opening acts, you talking about? The opening acts. Right. Yeah, they, they did all kind of shows in Europe. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, they had perfected their sound. Right. And so when they got exposed, great things happened. And people still talk about the Beatles today, but nobody thinks about how many shows they put on in hole-in-the-wall joints back in the day when nobody knew them, but they, all that time they were perfecting their sound. So when they got exposed to the world, they had a perfect sound and I don't mean perfect, perfect, but they had a great sound. So yeah. putting that time in, is really, really critical. And to your point, nobody wants that grind. They want, they want the glamor, but they don't want the grind. 10,000 hours. I think um, when it comes to that though, like it's just um, being, <clears throat> being in the process you know, being your, being in the process of, of your growth, just, just doing it. You feel what I'm saying? Like they just, they just was doing it. Yeah. And a lot of times we find ourselves in the process, you know, you figure it out in the process. And I think the process is, it's not, it's never glamorized. It's never really talked about. We always see end results, always see growth because most successful people, <laughs> And I, I've been studying and looking at this. It's never like, you know, I did this, I did this, I did this, the big thing happened. It's I did this, I did this, I did this. Someone saw it, <laughs> said, oh, and then the big thing happened. You know, like, so they can't really sell you, hey, this is how you become me. Because <laughs> I only became me because I got seen at the place of being prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can just yeah. show you to be prepared. I can't guarantee you're going to be seen like me. You know, so I think it's just doing the thing that you love doing or like doing, you know, or enjoy doing, you know, somewhere, somewhere in that space yeah. and just doing it and just keep pushing. I think that's, that's, that's where the, we don't talk enough about the process. I'm going to um, share something I share with my class. Um, yes, thousands of people I've shared this with is that you don't create a shortcut for yourself. Right. What you do <laughs> is you continue to, to do what you're doing. You, you excel in what you're doing. You prepare and you always position yourself. Be in position always. Be ready always to to 
for that next level because you never know what's going to happen. You'll meet somebody one day and they'll create a shortcut for you. Yeah. And a lot of times we, we, when we try to create shortcuts for ourselves, we end up messing the process up. And a lot of times the shortcuts that I've created in my life weren't really shortcuts. They ended up being harmful. They, I went down a path that I probably should never have been on. There was no one else to guide me there. But when you, when you find yourself preparing yourself and always doing what you, you should be doing, you know, living out the passion or whatever it is, there are people who will come along and say, hey, you know, there's this path I know down here. Walk this way. And a lot of times it opens up doors that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, being prepared and and always being ready and and doing everything's everything with excellence puts you in position and that positioning eventually someone will see the value in it agreed right indeed indeed mm. all right so we're gonna go ahead uh get out of here that was some, some great words I, I needed that to marinate a little bit um real quick if you guys are in the let's just say georgia in georgia <laughs> uh december 10th uh, at 11 to 1, uh, Space for Fathers only to talk and receive gifts and free toys for kids. It was a great event last year. Um, met some great folks there. Uh, so definitely uh, scan the QR. Okay. Or you go to, if you have questions or need to contact Fathers Matter uh, Georgia at Gmail or call the number. Uh, so do that. Do that. If you're in Georgia, definitely. It's a great, um, great time to connect. I'm definitely going to be there. Um, and hopefully some of my brothers here will be there as well. Um, but probably other than Thomas, because <laughs> he's not in the in the George area. Never know. <laughs> Might pop up on you. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, make sure you, you're there. If you have any questions about it, this is a uh, Fathers Matter ATL. Uh, uh, Dr. Rollins, she's on here a lot. She's been heading this organization, doing an amazing job, bringing a lot of different organizations together, which is one of the reasons Thomas is here. Uh, because of Dr. Rollins. So um, shout out to her. All right. Uh, you missed one see. important part. What's that? Lunch will be served. <laughs> oh, there was lunch on there? I, you know what? Yeah, it is. Lunch will be served. Food, Make sure you get there on time. There, guys. Limited space. Yeah, Limited opportunity. Sign up today. Don't, <laughs> right. don't hesitate. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's see. Real talk. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Jeff said that geez, I used to be the, the maestro of shortcuts. Disaster was the normal outcome, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna get out of here. Appreciate you guys for being here, rocking with us. Another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. Uh listen, real quick. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yours truly will be facilitating <laughs> that event. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm just be quiet on that point. Just thank you, Latrice. I let her say you know, I let her say I don't want to toot my own horn and be like, I was selected. I got like I made the cut. <laughs> made the cut. <laughs> so you need to come through, Jeff. Come through, Jeff. <laughs> um dang, I lost my thought there. All right, so <laughs> listen. I don't know how I went down this rabbit hole. Uh I was checking the voting records in Henry County. And the amount of people that were registered and the amount of people that actually voted out of a godly amount of numbers of people that were registered and actually voted 
were the ones that actually voted 53 percent so it's a, mm. a large swath of people that did not vote we gotta do something about that guys we gotta do something about that real talk we need to get out there and vote get out there and vote i know even whoever you vote for just let your voice be heard so at least at least we're getting who the people really want that's all that's it all right so we're gonna get out of here appreciate you guys for rocking with us another edition of the brothers of legacy all hearts and minds are clear 988 uh mental health crisis you or someone you love make sure you dial um <laughs> let us know and know that we love you and jesus loves you more continue to stay safe make good choices and uh drive safely that's it peace out